0: The next time I make you cry, you're going to cry tears of joy. And it's nothing but joy when we're once again talking about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood this week on Shonen and Suds. (sighs) We're back! We're back. Oh, my God. It's so great to just know that I'm, you know, we're sliding back into the saddle with more incredible shit to talk about Cody. this. Show. I, it's like, I know I'm not going to be disappointed because this show is perfect in every way possible. It's like a newborn baby. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. It's just, there's, I'm just in, I'm just, I'm always in when I watch this show. And every time I watch it, it's almost, I feel like I'm watching it again for the first time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's still stuff that I'm picking up on that I don't, that I kind of forgot mm-hmm. about, like, I forgot about Gene getting, you know, like, paralyzed at the one part. You know, oh, yeah. Small spoiler. My boy. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah. there's stuff that I just, you know, I mean, you remember the big stuff that happens, but there's some little things that you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this part.
0: Um, Well, I just the characters are so, like, even, like, the smallest side character is so impactful. Like... You, you feel like you're, like, part of the team, you know what I mean? Like, when they're all just sitting there in the hospital room with Havoc, you're just kind of like, damn, that's my boy. My, right. bo- my boy can't walk no more.
1: Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just fantastic from top to bottom. I think the only gripe I have is there's, uh. less, um, there's less recaps in, in, this, in this section of the anime. Like, yeah, and less major
0: Armstrong. So you know, I mean, of course, that's yeah. if I had a gripe is this crop. You know, we we see Armstrong for like a like a a pretty big story bit, and then he's just kind of gone for a little bit. But we know he comes back. So
1: oh yeah, there's still plenty of more Armstrong to be be seen. Um, that's right. Yeah, and that, and I mean, even to have those kind of gripes, we gotta be, we're kind of nitpicking around the the perfection that we're watching. You know, it's like <laughs> the show just doesn't miss yeah. Chris. It is just. It's just perfect. Um, it does, and
0: this this particular because we're obviously we're covering episodes fourteen through twenty six. So if you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you know spoilers ahead. Um, this is one of this is one of those moments, Cody, where you know we talk about a lot of animes that try to lore dump you and they try to throw so much at you. This um fourteen through twenty six throws a lot at you, but it's paced so well that it's not overwhelming. Like if something is if something once needs to be explained, but it's not that major, they just kind of explain it with like a small flashback or like, oh yeah, it's this. Okay, cool. I wasn't even thinking about that, but now that you mention it, I am. And that thank you for the explanation. But like they do such a good job of pacing everything out because so much happens. Um, you know, in this next crop of episodes, we we lose a member of the team. Uh, Uh, in death and in just like physicality, we have like some villain reveals, we have some villain deaths, like it's there's a lot that happens here, um, so and it's, and none of it felt none of it felt forced none of it felt like, oh you're telling me too much, pump the brakes you know, everything was just done so well um, and again I'm not saying anything most people don't already know about Full Metal, so you know, it's just—it's just good. It's just real fucking good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I'm excited to talk about it, Chris. And then, of course, next week uh, we'll be diving into something new. We're going to be checking out the first of these new Netflix live actions. Which, oh no, I'm sure they'll be terrible. They have
0: the same good stuff. I was just talking about all the good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sure they'll be terrible, Chris. But I'm still excited. You know, it's something new. Um, yeah. It's full metal. I mean, I'm I'm only going to
0: hate it for so much because I mean it, it's full metal. But yeah, you know, I've heard nothing but bad things, so I'm prepared to hate.
1: I don't think I know anybody that's actually watched these yet, so I, I'm going. Oh no in, shit! <laughs> I'm I'm going in completely blind. I'm expecting the worst. Um, oh man! <laughs> but you know, it'll be it'll be an interesting adventure because there's three of those films, but we're gonna sh- For now, we're just going to watch the first one uh, just for the week of Thanksgiving, just to kind of give ourselves a little break, spend time with the fam, friends, you know, the whole nine yards.
0: Absolutely. Tis the season, Cody. And, you know, that's not the only thing I'm giving thanks for. I am always giving thanks for being back for another episode of Shonen and Suds. As always, I'm Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And as we said, we are covering episodes fourteen through twenty-six of FMA, or Full Metal Alchemist, if you're nasty. Brotherhood, and like I said, man, a lot goes on here, and I know I can't wait to dive in. But Kodo, we got some news.
1: Yeah, we got a little bit of news here this week. Uh, not too much, really, regarding the podcast, uh, with the exception of Kodo Shinkai's film uh, Suzume no Tojimari, I believe is how it's pronounced. Oh, bless uh, you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I believe it's just gonna be Suzume when it releases in the U- in the US. I'm not sure on that though. I'm not you know, we'll figure we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but Exactly. It opened this past weekend um to a uh, huge success. It bumped, oh, I'm it, sure. It bumped one piece red down to number three. Um and it is the number one film in Japan right now. So it is sold uh. Looks like it's earned about 13.49 million in its first 3 days and that's US dollars so
0: damn well and, and Cody I'm glad you said that cuz we also I think we you know we're not big one piece people on this podcast but can we talk real quick how much money one piece red is made
1: yeah chris it is like it's it's the sixth highest earning anime film in Japan of all time and it is the ninth highest film in Japan all time holy shit for, for yeah. box office so and it has been that's impressive uh, as far as i know it's been number 1 in the box office for 15 or for 14 straight weeks until last weekend when um, wow when this came out and yeah the, the film is just crushing it it's the number one film in japan this year so far um dethroning top gun maverick and yeah and i actually i believe it's out now as well. Let me double check that. Let me make sure I'm not just speaking out my butt, uh, okay. uh it released here on November fourth. So it's been out about almost about two weeks now. Okay. Uh, here in the US and Canada, New Zealand, Australia. Um But yeah, that film is just absolutely crushing it. It seems like it's another uh like another Mugen train really, like it's it's doing that well numbers wise. Um Which is great to see, you know. We want to see anime succeed, and especially on the big screen, because then the more we get over here, and we get to go see it, and then review it on the cast, obviously, and
0: exactly. And I I can't stress enough, like it's so great now, Cody. How like it? You go see anime in a theater, and it's like a packed house in like a mainstream theater. I just maybe I'm just still an old man living in the past, but I remember you had to go to like a fucking art house theater or like you know something off the beaten path. And you might have two other people in the movie theater with you. But nah, man, I love getting a ticket, walking into the theater and seeing just like everybody in like their fucking anime shirts or even like dressed up. Like, like I, I fucking know why you're here and I love to see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been times where I've gotten like the last two tickets to like the, the mm-hmm. second fairy tale movie. And I mean, it was just a packed house and I was like, damn, this is.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah it's great, and i love to see it. Like, when I saw Dragon Ball, both shows, because I, I sat in there for the first one, and you remember that shit happened. Um, both both theaters I sat in were, like, pretty packed. I mean, there was maybe, you know, maybe 40 seats left intermittently throughout the whole auditorium. But It was a big auditorium, and it was awesome to see like, that many people come out for Dragon Ball. So, like, just, you know, saying all this, all that to say this, Cody, like, I just, anytime anime does well, I I just it makes me happy because I think just the art form and just the, the medium is becoming so much more mainstream. Like, I don't know, like the Simpsons have covered it. That's really all that matters now at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Simpsons did it. So
1: here we are. <laughs> you love to see it. Um,
0: yes. Exactly.
1: It looks like Susan May has also uh, sold 38.7 more tickets and earned 47.4% more than your name had up oh. at, at this point in its first three. Okay. Um that's awesome. It's off to a
0: strong start. I think because I feel like at this point they know like it's a sure fucking thing, right?
1: Yeah. And then it looks like it sold fourteen point eight percent more tickets and earned fourteen four point four percent more uh yin or bread, whatever you want to call it, than uh Weathering with You, which Weathering With You obviously coming off of success of your name, and then this coming off the success of that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It looks like we'll probably we probably won't get this here until like early 2023. Um, yeah, it looks like the window is like maybe hopefully before March. Um, so between like January yeah. and March, which I mean, yeah. obviously in my head
0: I was thinking February March sounds about right, unless it just keeps slamming ass over there in Japan.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it, man. I am. Uh, yeah, this this will be a uh day one release date i'll be in that theater and of course we'll be we'll be covering it on the cast uh
0: almost oh, certainly yeah there's 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 a lot of movies that are coming out that it got me excited to be there on day one that's one of them and cody while i know it's not anime related you know they've uh they they've got the streets of rage movie um that's getting all worked out Lionsgate films and like the creator of john wick are the ones doing it
1: love that yeah it's i mean chris no. it's, on, it's on anime news network it is anime related we count that, <laughs> that god damn right
0: I, i'm working on my fucking skate cosplay as we speak i will be there day one love but that. i love to see it i love the things i love becoming movies and that'll be a that's a live action right i believe so yeah i okay. guess Interesting. Yeah. And it's 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 hard to fuck up. It's hard to fuck up because it's so it's pretty grounded other than kicking over trash cans and finding apples and turkeys. Um <laughs> like there's no superhuman people, you just gotta you got cops and you got bad guys. i and if it's John Wick, we're gonna have a lot of one shot, one kills. So Exactly. I'm here for
1: it. Yeah. Hopefully that uh hopefully that comes to fruition. Uh <laughs> yeah. Although I mean we know how video game movies can go. They can go wrong way, but like you said, Streets mm-hmm. of Rage is a pretty, like you said, it's a grounded, it's, it's, it would be hard for them to mess up, but I, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> the
0: first <laughs> announcement is going to be Chris Pratt playing Axel. <laughs>
1: of course, you know that. Um, That's right. Uh, and then the only other like big kind of just generic anime news is Attack on Titan, the final season part Ooh. three. They have revealed mm-hmm. a new key visual. Um, not a whole lot going on in here. It's a, It's a cool little piece of artwork, but it's just few of our main characters, and that's it. Just enough to kind of get
0: get you good and juicy yeah. before, you, uh, before it starts. Just enough to remind you of what you're waiting on.
1: And they reiterate that this for sure is the final, final, final part. Oh, this is it Of the final season. You no, know, they've, they've, gotcha. only, they've only told us that once before. So and this I'm isn't
0: sure. Street Fighter II Hyper Fighting, this is Street Fighter II Champion Edition. Like, this is the last one, right? No, Street Fighter this is Street Fighter 2 Turbo that's coming out.
1: (laughs) Hopefully this is the last one. Not that I don't like the show, it's just, I I was panicking last time, because, like, we got to the second to last episode, and I'm like, we only have 24 minutes to wrap this this up? (laughs) Um, I'm not gonna dive into those spoilers, but there's, there was way too much to happen, like... It, it was going to be a promised Neverland situation, if you know what I mean. Oh dear! We were going to just we don't skip want entire arcs and um. Ugh. Looking forward to that. I'm one of like the only people I know that hasn't read the ending, like read ahead the manga mm-hmm. or anything. So, I, Chris, that if you want to talk about dodging spoilers, that is the hardest thing in my life to dodge Dude, spoilers. How
0: bad? For. You've had, you've had to be be incredibly nimble to fucking to dodge <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta have my you've been, my you've hand been like <laughs> oh, I just dropped my controller. I gotta have my uh-huh. hand like on the power button of the computer at all times. <laughs> like just
0: you're pull, You're pulling a Shawn Michaels. You're going over the top rope and only one foot's touching the floor. <laughs> you're, you're like Kofi Kingston out there.
1: Exactly, but yeah, looking forward to that. I believe that will premiere early next year as well. A lot of, a lot of good stuff coming early next year uh, as far as anime goes.
0: So. I love it. I'm definitely here for it. But um, you know, Cody, I'm I'm very much living in the present, or some might even say living in the past, you know, because Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is fucking, you know, twelve years ten, what, ten years old at this point, twelve years old at this point. But it doesn't matter. I'm ready to dive in, but Cody, I cannot do that with this dry ass dirt road mouth that I have. And I know you can't either. So I need to know. And the people at home need
1: to know. What you tr- All right, Chris. Hopefully that crack picked up. I know it picked up on my end. I didn't.
0: I didn't hear it, but that's okay. I'm sure it was glorious. Damn.
1: Well, well, it picked up on the recording. That's what really matters. That's all that matters, <laughs> exactly. Um, but Chris, we are on to flavor. Okay. We are on to flavor number three of the Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices. Talk pack. to me. Uh, this is the Strawberry Apple. Now, this one, Chris, I, didn't, I didn't drink ahead. You know, <laughs> sometimes I watch. Okay couple extra episodes of Full Metal Alchemist, but for this one, I didn't drink ahead, I didn't cheat, so let me get a swig of this real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's damn good.
0: Oh, man.
1: Not as sweet, or not as tart, I guess, as I would expect, <clears throat> but, you know, we're working with the same, the same tail of the tape, Chris, 5% alcohol, 100 calories, uh, it's way too cold to fit into our swimsuits, but we are still getting the job done here,
0: um. Goddamn right. <laughs>
1: Fitting in, fitting in the macro plan for the diet—you know how that goes. Um, (laughs) That's right. But uh, if I had to rank these, Chris, I think this one's probably second place. I still think the crisp apple is the number one for me. Uh, I'm just a big fan of like, like sour, like tarty kind of stuff.
0: Well, and that's fair, right? Because like the apple is just one of those fruits that never really needs much blending. It can usually get by on its own merits.
1: Yeah, and it's and. That one, it's like a Granny Smith kind of flavor. Um, Mm -hmm. But the strawberry apple is very good, and it's much less sour, a little more laid back. Still better than the cranberry, I believe, is what I had last week. Yeah, cranberry apple. Yep.
0: Yep, so this one's definitely a poolside flavor.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Definitely should go in the poolside pack. Um, Hell yeah. And Speaking of poolside packs, Chris, I saw a new Truly pack that I might have to pick up Mm -hmm. here in a couple weeks. Go on. I think it was a holiday one. Let me see if I can find the exact name of it. I must know more. As I, I, was, I was shopping, you know, you got to at least stop by the liquor store to at least tell the locals what's up. That's uh, <laughs> right. That's I, right. I, something caught my eye. Yeah, it is the, the holiday mix pack hard seltzer oh. by Truly. Ho, ho, ho. There might be two different kinds of these also. Let's see here. We got Cran Orange Sparkler. Oh, shit. Holiday Sangria Style. Oh. Hair Martini. Mm-hmm. And Berry Bramble.
0: I fucks with all of those. Yeah, those are all... They used to call me Berry Bramble back in
1: high school. <laughs> these are all... They seem like pretty unique flavors, but what is this? I think I might have found a second one, Chris. There is oh, another baby. one. baby. My God! Unless this is like the old one, I don't know what's going on with this one. This one is uh-huh. We have Palm Ginger Fizz. Let me make sure there's no let me see if there's overlapping oh. flavors here. I mean that does sound good. You had me you had me at hello. Okay, so we have so we have palm giz, g- palm ginger fizz oh, what?
0: <laughs> what do
1: we have Tony What's happening? Pomegranate ginger, but it just says palm for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> might have said jizz there, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Cran Orange Sparkler, which is, okay, so Ooh. there is one overlap there. Okay. Spike uh, Spiked... One must be lit. Spiked Apple Spice. Oh, there you go. And then, um, Holiday Sangria. So, Holiday Sangria and Cran Orange Sparkler looks like are in both packs. Okay. So we have a Pear Martini, a Berry Bramble in one, and then a palm ginger and a spiked apple in the other so hey you on the I'm here for those. It. And the best part about this, Chris, is as I'm looking at it on Google, all uh-huh. the four flavors it lists are completely incorrect. Uh-huh. So oh dear. Like the the image says one thing, the list says another, so just just go look for the truly truly holiday party pack. And... It's it's a mystery party pack <laughs> yeah. apparently. Yeah, it's like a box of chocolates, Chris. It, it really is. Oh, I love it. But I know they have one of them at, at the liquor store mm-hmm. up the street, so I'll be checking that out. And then I also saw, mm-hmm. I know you're parched over there, but let me get through one more. Oh, later. no, that's
0: okay. Please tell me more. I'm, like, I'm like, the, like the fucking, the guys in Greece, tell me more, tell me more.
1: Chris, I also saw like this super like pack, which well, and next time we hang out in the summer, we're going to have to get uh-huh. this. It's called the okay. the truly flavor rush. It's 24 12 ounce cans. It probably costs like three thousand dollars, but <laughs> worth every penny. Uh, it comes with eight strawberry lemonades, four watermelon lemonades, and then you get four of the classic lime margaritas. And then mm-hmm. out of the punch pack, you get four of the tropical punch and four of the fruit punch. Oh, fucking can say less, my guy, my brother in Christ. Come yeah. oh, in. It is a That is. I mean, that's. It's literally. It's. It's simply the best, Chris. It really is. <laughs> it's fucking now. That's what I call truly volume one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh baby. Definitely looking forward to, to cracking open some of those as well. Uh um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that, that. I told you all that, <laughs> Chris. Let me let me reel it back in here. I'm having the Bud Light <laughs> apple slices, strawberry apple, and it is fantastic. Yum yum. Now, what about you, Chris? What, what, so, are, what are you drinking this, this fine evening?
0: Well, so much great news on your end. I feel like I've been upstaged, but uh, you know, you'll, you'll know immediately where I'm going with this as soon as I start telling the story. Uh, Sam and I are finally getting caught up on Season 5 of Cobra Kai, so I'm channeling my inner Johnny Lawrence, and I got myself a Coors Banquet. Got myself a six-pack of 36 stubbies.
1: Love that, Chris. A classic. that's right maybe your most frequent drink on the podcast uh i don't know if anybody's doing the numbers back at home but i feel like everything i feel like every time a new season
0: of cobra kai comes out i watch johnny crack one i'm like fuck that sounds really good right now yeah
1: absolutely chris it's like it's like seeing Mm -hmm. the polar bear coca-cola commercials you're like you know what that sounds good Let me let me crack Mm -hmm. crack open a nice Coke.
0: well and there's just something about that little bottle that little stubby bottle to just get this Fucking uh, gets my jimmies all good and rustled, and then it's just like you—you you, you knock back that first sip. I know you're an AB guy, but there ain't nothing quite like that first sip of a Coors banquet. You're like, mm, "That is crisp. That is refreshing. That is ice cold." And oh, Cody, I forgot there was another piece of news. That I'm talking about Coors. I shared that thing with you about the Coors Light nail polish. Oh,
1: what a transition there, Chris. Yeah, we have. Oh the, uh... man. <laughs> It's basically, so I didn't I didn't click too far into the article, but is it...
0: Oh, it's probably chock full of viruses. I didn't go too far either. <laughs> That'll give your computer the worst kind of AIDS. But
1: I'm, I'm assuming it's something similar to, like, I remember, and I don't know if Core's Light still does this, but the mountains used to turn blue, right? They sure do. They sure do. Oh, they still do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now we can get our... Like you said, Chris, we can get the mani petty on, and we can. We'll know when our beer is cold by our nails. You
0: know? That's right. This is funny. I was actually holding this stubby, and I was—I I can see my thumbnail right next to the word "cores," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot." Yeah. So there is. So be on the lookout for that Coors Light nail polish.
1: <laughs> that is going to be a hit in your local trailer park. I can almost guarantee it,
0: dude. <laughs> dude, if I see it, I'm buying it. I'm just—I'm just, I'm just going to polish like my thumbnail or maybe a, maybe a finger or two. You know, maybe I'll alternate, you know what? We'll see what just ever makes me look fabulous, Cody. Is really where I'm at. And uh I'm just going to go to the bar and they'll be like, "Why you got your nails painted?" I'm gonna be like, "Well, I want to know if my beer's cold." So, you need to make sure.
1: Now, I don't know if it I mean, what...
0: it's 2022. You can polish your nails <laughs> no matter who the hell you are. You can polish your nails. Oh. But some <laughs> of the bars <laughs> we go to are a little bit stuck in the past.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um but Yeah, Chris, you'll have to you'll have to be the guinea pig on that one. You'll have to be the test subject. I'll totally do it. <laughs> I'll walk so you can run, Cody. <laughs> you'll just grab a draft beer and be like, "Yeah, it's not cold enough." And they'll be like, "You haven't will mm, mm, Be like, mm, "Check out my nails. Have they turned blue?" That's right. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> well, these are still nude colored,
0: uh, or you know, whatever fire engine red. I need these things fucking baby blue. <laughs> that's when I will know that my beer is as cold as the Rockies. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, uh, but I'm glad mm-hmm. I, I am glad you were catching up on some uh, some Cobra Kai. That is, it's, it's, yeah, it's been on the
0: list. It's, it's, it's I love it. It's, it's great,
1: Chris. It's cheesy, but it's just you can't turn it off. Like you, you can't dude, ever.
0: Yes. Like it's the right amount of cheese too, dude. Like it's so like I realize like me and my wife sitting there watching it, and we're like, fuck, we love these moments with Johnny and like Daniel, and then like bringing back like Chosen and Mike Barnes. Spoiler alert. Um, but then like the teenage, like the kids start having their drama and we're like, we are way too old for this shit. (laughs)
1: Let's see here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, it, (laughs) and it's so like, dude, it's so cheesy. I just, I, I love it. I can't wait till the next season drops. Um,
0: it's, it's great. Like they just start karate fighting out of nowhere and you roll your eyes, but your eyes immediately go back to the TV.
1: Um, let's see here it's Chris perfect. so while, while we were chatting there I pulled up the Coors Light oh? official website where we dodged oh, the viruses is it is How the Coors Light chill polish is what it is um, go on and it looks like it's sold out Chris it is sold out <laughs> shit I, I was reading this and I was like Coors Light chill polish is sold out check back on 1122 so in 5 days Oh, I, I'm marking the calendar right now. Or enter for a chance to win a chill polish kit here. Link oh, in the description. Do you think I'm fucking around?
0: I am. I, I am Cody. I am dead serious. I'm going back to that website on 1122, and I am picking up a. a, a a, a, a whatever I don't know what a container a jar uh, 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 <laughs> a, what what is there a word for what a container of nail polish is I'm getting a jug of it I'm get, I'm getting a, a thing a brush yeah I would say um, a bo- I think
1: it's a bottle it a
0: bottle of nail polish yeah bottle bottle Jesus bottle as I sit here sipping my bottle of beer um yeah I dude I'm in I am I am gonna pick one up I am walking <laughs> over to my calendar right now and I am literally going to market
1: on there who needs a black friday sale we need chill polish on sale. that's
0: right i need a chill polish sale uh, yeah i ain't fucking about we are not missing this one and we got the description here too chris it is color
1: changing go nail, on color changing nail polish that changes from gray mm-hmm. to blue when your brew is cold enough to enjoy
0: oh man oh baby
1: i'm excited this is this is this is something new. anybody looking for a stocking stuffer out there um no, look, no look, further. No further. <laughs> look no further. Look no further. First night of Hanukkah Perfect. coming up. Get get your buddies some chill polish. All right. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's a that's a great gift for any occasion: wedding, anniversary, boss's day, secretary day, fucking flag day. Pick your day. <laughs> exactly. That's an all-occasion gift. If I ever heard one.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We, we got our drinks out the way, Chris. Um. And I think it's time we dive back into where. Uh, to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You know, we we kind of yeah. left off on a right on kind of a high note here. We just met a bunch of new characters, and we're in the middle of a big fight. Cool. Um, so just real quick, bring everybody back up to speed. Um, oh yeah, Al, uh,
0: yeah. Al was captured by Greed and his uh his group of uh whatever he calls them. His um his his De- whatever, devil beasts or fucking battle be, whatever his group was called, <laughs> It's soon to be dead Alpha.
1: friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, it's soon to be incredibly dead friends at the hands of fucking Fuhrer Bradley. Um, and then uh, Edward is fighting um, greed, greed and then Azumi shows up, uh, teacher shows up, and uh, you know, that's just kind of where we left off. She got a good lick in on him, and um, Cody, the let the scrapping commence. 'Cause while they're while Azumi and Ed are fighting Greed, which is a really great fight, by the way, um, we find out that uh conveniently Fuhrer Bradley is on a routine inspection in the south, which is where they're at. Um, you know, oddly convenient that he's there. Um shit hits the fan very quickly, Cody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Chris, oddly he's there. Um, and he, he keeps Ooh. popping up very coincidentally, and we'll see why here in just a moment. Um, oh, yes. He's not alone, Chris. He brought your boy with him. He brought it Yes, fucking
0: Alex Louise Armstrong, with the techniques passed down from the Armstrong.
1: <laughs> My boy. <laughs> My fucking boy. Yeah, and, you know, we get his, not, not his flex off, but he fights like the cow. Um,
0: oh, yeah, fucking Roa. Do that. They, they fucking they go at it. They, it's a it is a slobber knocker because like I love like Row is trying to hit him with like his fucking axe and he turns it into like an Armstrong like fucking hammer and he's like oh okay we're doing it like this huh so he like fucking goes barehanded, handed kind of transforms a little bit and uh, he starts taking the wood to Armstrong very
1: fucking quickly. Yeah, and then um, I guess the, I I I put the cart before the horse there, Chris. So I I jumped ahead a little bit. Um, oh, that's okay. First things first, is Bradley shows up, your king Bradley, yeah. and Chris, he starts beating ass, Just absolutely Dude, he is, beating ass like he is just ungodly he, ass beater. He, Holy shit! Like, we thought because we only we only
0: got the one glimpse of him fighting in the first episode, and then like the little thing with uh, with Ed on the on the day he got certified. But Cody, his fucking jacket is off and the sleeves are rolled up.
1: Yeah and you know him and greed seem to know each other uh which we come to find out yeah. kind of gets revealed that Bradley is wrath another one of the homunculus um uh-huh. i think uh, during <coughs> during their fight which isn't much of a fight for our boy greed um but his eye patch comes off and we see yep. that he has the uh the ouroboros tattoo on his eye that is under the patch um
0: yep which also is like the source of his power. It's what does he have like the all seeing eye or something like that, yeah. which makes him just again, just such an ass beater. Um, cause he makes short fucking work of, uh, of Brad, of, um, of greed's crew. The only one that's not out there doing the fighting initially is Martel. She's actually, cause you know, when they, that's how they kidnapped Alphonse, Martel actually got inside and used her snake, like appendages to, basically control alphonse and um you know i, I know we kind of glossed over azumi and ed fighting greed well it was actually a pretty decent fight but greed started haul you know going away and ed stayed after with uh azumi because she started you know she always does she's doing fine and then she just blah, just blood all over the place
1: I love how but, they, make a, uh, they make that like a comic relief moment every time. And I'm like, yeah, is she not dying? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a lot of blood. How is she not dead?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, dude, because he make Bradley makes short fucking work of greed. Like he, he, even says like, how many times is it now? Do I have to kill you? Like you have, I mean, like you've had like nine lives at this point. Like, like he knows how to. He knows how to handle greed. And uh, of course, his boys, you know, they leave Armstrong. And they come to basically fight, you know, help fight, um, fight Bradley so Greed can get away. But oh boy, like he just fucking one shots the dog. He fucking one shots Roa. Like he, like these guys suck. They are just dead, just immediately dead.
1: Yeah. And while this is, while they're being killed, Martel, who is still inside of Alphonse's suit of armor. Um, is kind of hollering, wanting to get out, and Alphonse is trying to get her to stay quiet. So she's yeah, like you're dead. Killed. Don't do it. And then we get a pretty iconic scene where Bradley walks up to Alphonse and basically just stabs through the armor,
0: yep. And what's cool, about this whole thing too is like, the whole time he's watching Bradley
1: fight greed.
0: Alphonse is like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Like yeah. he's like he's like frightened of Bradley. Which seems to be the common trend that most people who have seen him fight are just absolutely fucking frightened of him.
1: Yeah, this definitely changes the tone. I mean, he already had, like, kind of a sinister tone whenever he would enter a scene. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he kills Martel, and, like, the blood just, like, pours out of Alphonse's armor...
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like...
1: (laughs) Shit is different. Um, But coincidentally enough, uh, when the blood splashes on Al's seal that's on the back of his armor... Uh-huh. Uh, he basically well, it
0: unlocks his memories from the
1: um from the um I guess from the uh, from the portal. Yeah, like basically he gets to see the truth uh for lack of a better term there, um, which uh-huh. he now knows how to uh do alchemy without a transmutation circle Pretty, pretty yep. interesting way to to get there. You know, they went to the teachers to try and to try and learn more about the truth and I don't think this is what they had in mind, but you know, no, we got from no, point no, A to no. point B so. absolutely and
0: then kind of the, the the last moment we see with Ed in this scene in this episode uh, if you're a Brad you know, after they've rounded up what's left and you know they've kind of squashed the situation Bradley walks up to him and is like do you have dealings with this person? tell me the truth or I'm going to execute you both right here and it's like holy shit
1: yeah he is not messing around
0: he is Yeah, there are no fucks to be had right now with King Bradley. And, uh, you know, obviously they're like, no, he was trying to get some information from us and we didn't give it to him. And Bradley kind of leaves well enough alone. But Cody, then we get that we kind of get like our big scene here. Uh, This and this ends this season. uh, This ends this episode. I I would also also guess this ends the first season, effectively, because we after this episode, we get all brand new intro and a brand new outro. We get to see kind of the underground layer of the homunculus or the homunculi, you know, call them what you want, and um, we get to watch uh, them basically lower greed very slowly, like a James Bond villain, into a vat of, uh, I guess, of hot lava,
1: and it basically melts him back down to like a liquidized philosopher stone, uh, which is then uh, consumed by this person who we know as. The father. He's like the the father of the, the homunculi. Um, looks oddly yeah, but we familiar. We saw briefly.
0: He looks very familiar, and we've seen this guy's face in one episode. Like in the first episode after um, Isaac McDougal, his was killed, and his plan was stopped. We kind of saw like a brief flash of his face, and that's it. Um Yeah, he looks incredibly familiar, and we'll 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 talk about why that is. You know, a little bit down the line.
1: Yep. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much the first episode. Um moving right along, Chris, we pick we pick up we pick up with our boy Scar. Um, yeah,
0: fighting another alchemist looks looking like old Mad Pirro from fucking uh Cowboy Bebop.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, uh what is it? Comanche, the silver alchemist. Um
0: Yeah. He doesn't last Who long. Just, <laughs> no, he does not. Scar although, just
1: eats his fucking lunch too. Although I guess technically he does land a a, a decent blow on Scar. Um uh, that's fair. Yeah, at least land. Like even the blind
0: squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Exactly. Yeah. Um.
1: But then Chris, we get introduced. You know, heads back to the hideout, and we have Scar and Yoki, who's like the goofy. Like, I think he's. Yep. A, is he a former state alchemist?
0: I, I think he's just. I think he just was in the military. I don't think he was actually a state alchemist. I think he was just in the military, yeah, like he, a general or
1: some shit. Yeah, he's just like a little comic relief guy. Um, yeah, we meet uh, Mei Cheng, who is this girl yeah. from Xing. Um, she is accompanied by her little tiny panda friend Xiao Mei, and yeah. uh, they are yeah. searching for a philosopher's stone. By the way, yeah, yep. Yeah. And she is a, uh, she's almost like a ninja. Really, she does like very mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, it's not alchemy. It's what is it, alka history? Is what they call it?
0: Yeah, alka history.
1: Um, but she's a talented little girl, and she, d- she does mostly, like, um, medicinal alchemy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's... And her star make a nice little team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she crossed the eastern desert by herself, um, or, well, I guess with her little panda buddy, um, which is pretty impressive, because she is a, I mean, she's just a little kid, uh...
0: Mm. Well, this whole episode here, we start getting introduced to uh, the characters from Jing um, because we we get a brief cut back to Central where, um, you know, of course, Mustang is still hot on the case trying to figure out who killed Hughes. Uh, Our boy Barry the Chopper is still hanging out, which I
1: love to see.
0: Um, I
1: I forgot how much of like an actual like. Kind of a main character Barry is. Like, Dude, I fucking
0: love me some Barry the Chopper. He's so week. great.
1: Yeah. yeah, he is great. He's yeah. like the, you know. Now he's now he's working with the good guys. So
0: exactly, you love to see it. I mean, obviously, I just I love some of the moments he has throughout these this series because he actually ends up being kind of an important part of Mustang's operation and what's happening here. Because I know right now he's you know being not he's being detained. For lack of a better way to put it, with uh, with uh, Vato Fallman. Um they're just, they're just trying to get you know whatever information they have uh, about Hughes's assassination. Um, but then we cut back to the the Elric boys, and they're back in Rush Valley because, of course, you know they've just gotten the shit beat out of them by uh, by greed, and you know he needs his auto mail auto mail repaired. And because um, I I did forget to mention, and I don't remember if it happened in the second episode, no, it happened in the episode before where, uh, Ed knew how to get through Greed's ultimate shield and things like that. But it, you know, his, his auto mail took a pretty heavy beating in the process. But, um, we meet, uh, you know, uh, another, you know, assuming, you know, seemingly comic relief character in, uh, in Lin Yao.
1: My boy Ling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you Dude, know, they, they head back rubble. to rush Valley. Um, also in Rush Valley, Winry is now, like, the fucking... She is, like, the big automail person there now. She is taken over business. Oh, yeah. Um, yep, with
0: her, her old fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, what's his nuts? I don't remember the guy's name. The fucking person she's apprenticing under. Oh, yeah, I can't remember his name either, but
1: he's ironically not too important, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but uh, yep. Ling, however, he is, uh, again, from Shing... Uh, he is there uh, with his two bodyguards, Lanfan Lan and Fu. Um,
0: oh, these these characters are so great! And I I don't know, man. Like we we don't really see a whole lot of them right now. I mean, they they have a really great. This whole episode is great. You know, we have a nice little. I, I don't want to use the word fight, but we have a good little fight with uh with Ed now here that goes through all of Rush Valley, and they they do they do some damage.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do quite a bit of damage, but the the Elric brothers come out on top. Uh, mm-hmm. mostly thanks to how Alphonse can now uh, do alchemy without a transmutation circle. Um,
0: Absolutely,
1: but it's not really like a. This isn't like a hero versus a villain. This is just like just a little a little scuffle, I would say. Um, yeah, and they they kind of meet up or they kind of talk with Ling and find out some more about his past uh-huh. and that he is this heir to this throne of Jing. Um, but I guess they have they. He has to give the king, like, an offering, um, and he's searching mm-hmm. for a way for immort- immortality, so he's also looking for a philosopher's stone. Very similar yep, that's to... That's a that very show. common theme. Yeah, everybody from Ching is looking for a philosopher's stone. I mean, everybody in the show is looking for philosopher's stones, if we're being completely honest, but... Yes.
0: This is definitely the fucking the golden ticket, the golden goose, as it were. Um, now, Cody, going into the next episode here... We um, because by the way, this episode ends with Scar. Basically, they're they're on their way to Central, um, but also they're not the only ones heading back to Central, Cody. Um, we've remember episode ten when uh when Hughes fucking um, uh, you know when he when he signed when he signed his death warrant. Um, well, the boy, that bill's gonna come due for the boys because they're about they're on their way back to Central and they are so. Just oblivious to what happened, and this, ep- this episode's another punch right in the fucking gut, man. And because like they all they all find out the hard way, because when they get to the when they get to Central, Winry's like, "Well, I'm gonna go over and see the Hughes. I'll see y'all later." And you're like, "Oh," no and then like, and now we're like, "Well, we're gonna head over. We're gonna head over. Uh, uh, Hughes is in the whatever building. We're gonna go there." And then you're like, "Oh no." and then uh they run into mustang and they're like well where's hughes and he's like oh i
1: don't know remember they run into ross they run into oh that's right they they run into no they run into armstrong first well
0: and armstrong doesn't tell him anything because they see armstrong after the battle with greed um well they run into they run into mustang first and he lies to him he's like oh he's he's no longer here he's retired he's he's retired the country yeah And then they see Ross and they're like, shame what happened to the Colonel, man, but how did he got promoted and he retired and Ross Ross, like spills the beans and it's just like, oh, no.
1: Yeah. Oh, they they find out. And then then of course we see Winry over there. She basically finding out at the same time from uh, Gracia and Licia. Well, because it
0: hurt. It hurt so bad when Winry knocked at the door and she opened and she was like, daddy, and it's like, oh no. No. <laughs> just reopening the old wounds. Um, God damn, pour some salt on it while you're at it. Yeah, and
1: so uh, uh, obviously our crew is down in the dumps, they apologize to Gracia. Ed, of course, blames himself. Um, but she kind of uh-oh. encourages them, very similar to the way Hughes would, uh, just to keep on pushing forward and you know. You know
0: but he, then he wouldn't want they you guys leaving, to give up. Not at all. But then like as they're leaving, they hear they hear Gracia uh, uh, fucking crying, and Mama's you know, the daughter's like, "Mama, don't cry." And you're just like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, you just feel awful. Like, and I'm sure that sucks for them too. Like, like the mom and daughter who still haven't got that closure yet, and uh, you know, and just the fact that now the people, it, granted, you yeah, look, listen, I don't like to say Ed and Al are responsible, but you know, they, they, they. I don't want to say they brought him into this, but there's a, there was a lot of moving parts, right? Like, it's not their fault Hughes got in, but it's also not their fault that Hughes fucking cracked the case and got killed for it. Um, it's not his fault, or it's not their fault. Because yeah. even Gracia said, like, he was going to do his job, like, he was a good soldier. Like, he, he wasn't, he wasn't going to not try to save people and protect people, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he was one of the good ones.
0: Um, he was a good. He was. I'll, I'll fucking one 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 sip of stubby for my man Hughes. I'm gonna pour one out.
1: Absolutely pouring out for the homie. Um, That's right. Now the opposite of that envy. Um, he comes up. We see him. Obviously, this murderer, this bastard. He comes up that with son a son of a bitch. To stop rattlesnake. Him. <laughs> He comes up with a plan to stop Mustang from investigating Hugh's murder because he thinks he's getting he's on to something. Um,
0: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mustang is getting a little too close for his own good, and uh, he kind of manipulates Sheska by by I guess impersonating her uh, superior
1: officer. Yeah, and then and, uh, uh, we actually get to see uh, Fallman gets a newspaper the next day. As Fallman, yeah, Fallman is assigned with basically watching over Barry the Chopper. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's out, he's out on officially he's out on sick leave. Oh, yeah. Sick leave. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on front page news, Chris, uh, Maria Ross has been arrested uh, for the death oh, man. of General Hughes. They,
0: they, this is their plan. The the homunculus plan is in motion. They're they're going to they're going to try to stop Roy Mustang. Oh, I also love, by the way, talking to Fallman. how, you know, they're like, you know, how he has to basically stay there with Barry. And basically, if he gets caught, uh, you know, because he's officially on sick leave. But you know, the hit, Havoc was like, "Oh, if you get caught, Mustang will cur- court martial you personally. Like basically, Mustang will hang him out to fucking dry if he gets caught." Though we all know Mustang, he's gonna talk a big game, but at the end of the day, which we see here in several episodes, he cares about his crew, like the his his fucking uh, his his chessboard, his gang. Uh, he he would fucking, he would lay down his life for them in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, and he knows for a fact that one of Armstrong's, uh, like, commanders under him, like, he knows that they wouldn't be a...
0: Like oh, yeah. Working yeah, he them. knows this
1: is bullshit. Yeah, um, and so Ross is, she's placed under police custody, she gets interrogated. Mm-hmm. Which also,
0: like, by the way, Lynn is in Central as well, and he gets detained for being an illegal
1: immigrant. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that part, too, yeah. Yeah, so they're both in jail. Um, Ross gets accused and interrogated.
0: Um, She doesn't even get a fair trial, like because what's his name from the fucking uh, from the provost office. They get a um, I, I forget what this guy's name is, but I guess he's like the internal affairs guy, which we know he's on the fucking take. Yeah. Um, with the Fuhrer, they basically just they just straight up detain Ross, no trial, no nothing. Like she's scheduled to be executed.
1: Yeah, they just have a bullet from her gun. Um, yep. Which Barry the chopper, you know, come to find out, Barry the chopper is the one that was shot by that bullet because he's got a hole in his hand, and so yep. Barry comes across the newspaper and he's like, "There's no way she shot me with that bullet," um, mm-hmm. and so Barry, the 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 hero that we didn't know we needed, Chris,
0: <laughs> he goes into business for himself, my friend, and just he's he's just going to
1: raid the jail. Yeah, and he agrees not to kill anybody. Um, he's just bonking them on the heads with the end of ends of his sword um which is great because this
0: gives like you know obviously this gives mustang and hawkeye a reason to get in there mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so he breaks I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the third laboratory no i'm
0: sorry that's that's a dick because that that's later on okay, that's later looking. on where they follow barry into the third laboratory um this is barry g- going into business for himself to break out ross and um and lynn but you know cody we do find out later this is part of a bigger plan.
1: Um, but yeah, he breaks out, Ling kind of just Ling says it, he'll help him. He's like, I'm from Shing, please help, blah, blah, blah. And Barry's like, alright, we'll let you go too. Why not? Right? Um, And then basically he tr- well, Barry's trying to escape with Lieutenant Ross. Um, uh-huh. Ed and Al are kind of just roaming the streets and kind of run into him.
0: Um, oh, yeah, and they see Barry and they're like, oh shit, what's happening? Why are you with Ross? Like, you know, they things get completely misunderstood immediately.
1: Yeah, and so Barry and the brothers kind of get in a little scuffle. Uh, Ross escapes, and then runs into Colonel Mustang in the alleyway, Chris. And by the time Ed gets over there, um, he is, uh, we'll say well done, we'll say crispy. There there
0: is something crispy. (laughs) Oh, yes. There is a a crispy concus laying there in the alleyway, uh, which you know, Cody, to me, if it looks like Maria Ross and talks like Maria Ross, though, I wasn't doing much talking, it looks like it's Maria Ross, because um, we have, like, the, 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 um, like the, the, the prison, like, the identification bracelet there, and Ed's, like, looking down at the carcass, looking up at Mustang, like, dog, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, and Mustang, you know, very, like, very bluntly is just like, yeah, this, what happens when you're, when you're a soldier of the military? um Yeah, do shit yep. like this. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, he's pissed!
0: Oh my god, dude! Like i Al is ready to like, or I mean Ed is ready to just take the wood to Mustang, just ready to beat the brakes off of him. But you know, the you know things kind of you know things kind of escalate quickly. That the, the police come, or like The coroner comes, they see the body, so they have to get out of there. There's like it's just the plan is in motion, and they've got to go
1: yeah, and then Armstrong Armstrong shows up later on, and he tells Ed that they need to return to Risenbull and have his auto fixed, um, which
0: is funny because, like I, I remember the earlier times I watched this, like it's funny. He's like, yeah, you need you, I'm not asking. I'm telling. We're going to Risenbull so you can have your auto mail checked up on. Meanwhile, like his mechanic is right there in the room. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like, wait, what's there's something else going on, which you can kind of tell the way that Armstrong and Mustang. Uh, communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. They they get their point across by not saying what really needs to be said because they're, yeah, you know they're just being smart. They know the military's watching them. Um, yeah, and that's that's what happens. They're just
0: like they're going. They're like we're going to Risen I'm not asking. I'm telling. So he drags them away, and then they're on Cody. That the next epi- on the next
1: episode, they're on their way. They are heading back home. Yeah, we hit. We get to Risen We meet up with Breda. Um,
0: yeah, and, hey, you, knew, you knew something up was was up immediately when like Lieutenant Bredo was there. It was just some loaves uh, of bread there to greet him.
1: Yeah, and he takes them to the Xerxes ruins, which is a, uh, mm-hmm. a like a, a village that's been completely wiped out, and that'll kind of come into effect here in a little bit. Um, but once they get uh-huh. there, Chris, we hear we hear someone shout out Edward, and turns out it is Maria Ross alive and in the. By flesh. God, that's Maria Ross's music! By and, God, <laughs> by God. Yep. Turns out Mustang had faked her death um, using like a bunch of pork and like shit. Yeah. yeah we get to see like him Jean helped and like hit her in the dumpster and got her out of there and shipped her off to Xerxes basically to yeah Get away. for all
0: intents and purposes, she's dead you know by by all accounts she is dead and they are basically trying to get her out to Jing to basically trying to get her out of there to I guess seek asylum in uh in Jing.
1: Yeah, and with the help of Fu, also who is one of Ling's bodyguards. Yeah, um, you'll so love it. Basically, they head off to Shing together. Um, and, you know, it kind of, it kind of just it, it's a it's a feel good thing for Ed and Al because Al basically finds out through um, Ling. He kind of brings him up, him and Winry up to speed mm. on what's happening uh, back. Meanwhile, back at Central, so you know, it's yep. it's, a, it's a it's a good weight off the shoulders because these kids obviously got to go through a lot.
0: Yep. But but that's because right, Winry get or we find out the poor Winry. Um, there there's some more weight that she's getting ready to carry, uh while they're there in those uh Xerxes um um ruins, they come across some Ish- Ishvalan refugees that just through talking about the two doctors, um what what are they Amestrian, I guess is the their their
1: yeah, nationality? Amestrian is what? Ed and all of the military and all of them are.
0: Yep. But we find out that Scar is actually the one responsible for Winry's parents'
1: death. Yeah. Which is... You know, they say, they say he has a scar on his face and a tattoo on his arm. No oh, shit. And that, like, that, you, that does we, not we, bode well. Yeah, we as the viewer are like, oh, shit. Um, which kind of just fuels some more fire in Ed, um...
0: Oh, yeah, because Ed already wants to, like, take that guy out, and this just kind of makes him double down on that. Um,
1: Not only is that there, but also in Xerxes, there's, like, a giant, like, damage transmutation circle, which looks very similar to the stuff we saw, like, in the fifth laboratory. Uh huh. Um, So something clearly happened there, uh, and we'll touch on that here in a little bit.
0: And this is I want to say this is the episode where we get some like where, you know, the Amestrian like story of alchemy is like the the I guess the person from the west who traveled east. and in the in Jing, it's like, oh no, this is the person the, the the person who tra- from the west who you know, whatever, or from the east who traveled west. and the the like I you know, like the origins of alchemy, but they're kind of like mirrored. Um, so you find a little bit about that, and then you've learned that basically that um, that uh, what's it called? Not not alchemy, but whatever theirs is called. Um, alka history. Alka history. Alka history. Yeah, that they're practically the same thing.
1: Yeah, tomato, tomato. You know, um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now we know who's responsible for, responsible for killing Winry's parents, um, and these fallen people are pretty um, like the elders are like you know they're very almost forgiving like they're pretty down to earth um at first you think ed's gonna get jumped but then like the elders come out and they kind of just talk to him um Mm -hmm. and then you know everything goes everything's fine there they start heading back to central um and meanwhile uh we get introduced chris to barry's human body which still exists
0: Um, yeah so the plot's starting to pick up here because um Basically, then you know, now that now that they've concluded that part of their operation, um, Hawkeye requests to take some leave, um, which we clearly learn is not actual leave. It's just the next phase in Mustang's operation. Because Barry, like you're gonna say, Barry and Fallman uh, are actually attacked by Barry's body, which had been kept in, w- in the, one of the laboratories, I believe the third laboratory, by the Homunculus. So they sick that shit basically on Barry and Falman, and Barry's like,
1: ooh, I haven't seen that in a
0: while. That's my body.
1: Yeah, and so they, they kind of start fighting throughout the town uh, and, uh, with the help of Havoc as well, and then we, we come to find out, we get to the point where uh, a sniper rifle bullet is fired, and it turns out a better sniper than hawkeye chris um
0: yep because what i love here while that's going on like roy mustang is in his office getting a call from an old friend like oh yeah i'd love to come visit um you know i, I got the time i can do it and then the person's like oh hold on i got a phone call so I, jack or jacqueline needs me in the shop <laughs> and uh like she shoots the fucking berries like oh no and mustang's like is everything okay and hawkeye's like no, it was just a customer trying to get fresh with Jacqueline. You know, like clearly he's talking to Hawkeye. At uh, they're using this ruse because they know these lines are tapped. And um, well, Cody. So the sniper rifle's fired. They they subdue Barry's body there for a second, but uh, Hawkeye is immediately in dire straits because uh, we got our old pal Gluttony fucking fr- off the top
1: rope. It's Gluttony's music. <laughs> My oh, God! That's gluttony! Yeah. And, um, you know. <laughs> and then kind of just going into the next episode. I mean, she shoots him several times. uh, To no avail. Uh-huh. Uh, Fortunately, old Kane Fury shows up. Another member of Mustang's crew. That's right. Fury and Hayate <laughs> show up. He was, <laughs> was hiding under the ring the whole time.
0: <laughs> just pops out of the ring like fucking Diesel. And just drags him under. I love it.
1: Yeah, and then My God. Um, so now they're they're trying to stop Gluttony, and then Mustang well, shows up. They quickly run out of bullets. Yeah, they quickly run out of the must out of bullets, and then Mustang shows up just in time. I don't know how the how he got there so fast, but he well, was falling ass
0: because yeah. he was fucking sweaty and <laughs> tired. His left arm probably hurt. <laughs> His left arm probably hurt. He was <laughs> oh shit. He barely made it.
1: Yeah, and so. He shoots uh-uh. um, he shoots gluttony like out of the building. Excuse me, I got the fucking oh, sensor burst. God damn.
0: Oh, it happens. It happens. But uh yeah, so while that's going on, Barry's body actually gets up and starts falling ass back to where he came uh, back to where he came from. And uh Barry is in hot pursuit, and this is where I kind of jumped the gun earlier. Barry goes into the third laboratory after his body and well, and this gives Mustang and Hawkeye and the gang, like, they're out to go in, that, you know, they could just call it in, like, all right, well, we're in pursuit of this guy, um, you know, he, Mustang tells the guards, like, hey, evacuate the building, we're here, we're gonna, we're gonna get this guy and pursue it, which, when Fuhrer Bradley finds out, that is incredibly odd to him, so, Fuhrer Bradley's on his way as well, but... This, and then when they get to the so in the fifth laboratory they find the basement, Cody. They find the basement that's not supposed to be there. And uh, that's when our party splits up. We have um I want to say we have Alphonse and um that's Alphonse that's and Hawkeye right. and, and Havoc and, and Barry, and then Havoc and Mustang going in the other direction. Well uh Havoc and Mustang have the uh, the honor of drawing first blood because they run right into another another familiar face in the form of Lust which Cody we forgot to mention this but we find out here Havoc has a new girlfriend oh,
1: and yeah. I forgot about it
0: that. was Lust yeah because yeah, we, we only see it like in one scene when he's going to meet her for dinner and it's like oh shit it's uh it's Lust and when Lust comes out of the shadows Havoc's like what what was her name? Uh, like Selena
1: or Serena or something like that. Yeah, it started with an S. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like wait, you're my girlfriend. Uh, wait, maybe not. And Chris, yep. then we get like the funniest fan service moment. Like this is oh how. Oh my god! This is how fan service should always be done. Like just mm-hmm. not too much of it, where it's High School of the Dead, but just like. Very sparingly, and it's hilarious.
0: Um, yeah, because her tattoo is right there, like right between her knockers. And uh, I guess Hawkeye never noticed it, but it's just like her boobies starting shaking. And, uh, and I forget what he says. I, I forget what Mustang says to him. Uh, he's like, I always thought you liked big boobs or something like that.
1: Yeah, he's like, I, I can understand why you fell for her ruse or something <laughs> like Yeah. And they're like bouncing up and down. Dude, that shit is hilarious. And Hawkeye's like, I just love so much. Yeah, um, but you know Perfect the, this, Perfect answer. Yeah, this funny mo- moment really turns pretty serious because Lust then uh kind of just stabs straight through our boy uh our boy Gene Havoc and he is he's down for the count for now, Chris. Um,
0: yeah, he he gets uh he gets blindsided real quickly and um Mustang is trying to go toe to toe with lust here, but she's a she's a handful.
1: Yeah, and she's she definitely a handful. Yeah, and she also fucking breaks the pipe above them like the like I guess like the emergency like like sprinkler system uh, thing. Like the water right? valve, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, his he can't ignite his with his his fire alchemy. Um she stabs But him. what I oh, well, but... what I love
0: here, Cody, is they um they run out of the room leaving on you know, obviously that, you know, covering fire, you know, Havoc's got the shotgun just fucking blowing lead into the room and Hawkeye's like, or, um, fucking not Hawkeye Havoc. And, um, Mustang's like, well, that's okay. I'm not, you know, we find out here, like Mustang isn't in- completely useless in water because he transmutates the water into hydrogen gas and has Havoc. <laughs> Or he asked Havoc for his lighter, and he's like, no way, an old girlfriend gave this to me. So he turns the water into hydrogen gas and fucking
1: throws the lighter
0: in, blows up the whole goddamn room.
1: That's right, and that's when they kind of let their guard down, and that's when Havoc... Yeah, out. this
0: is when they get, both get stabbed, and uh, Lust kind of leaves them both there for dead, like, to bleed out. And she's like, I'm gonna go take care of everybody else, and then I'm gonna come back for you. But... In the meantime, you can watch your friend Jean uh, bleed out, I and this is where the they ones. run into Barry. <laughs> oh, what a what a cold piece of work, uh, cold hearted bitch! And then, um, because then we're going to the other room where they uh, basically Barry has, you know, he, they've come into where Barry's body is. Um, Hawkeye and Alphonse are there. There's like I want to say here. There's like a big transmutation circle or something in there on the wall. Like this big mural.
1: Yeah, there's another something. I can't remember if it's if it's the transmutation circle in there. There's something going on in there. I can't remember exactly. We see a lot of murals and a lot of transmutation circles, to be honest. so
0: Yeah, uh, and while they're, while they're in there, this is when Lust shows up and um, basically just chops Barry to pieces.
1: Yeah, chops Barry to pieces and then uh, starts to attack uh, Hawkeye and Alphonse. Um but Chris, before yeah, she he's, can... he's ready to kill.
0: He is ready to... She, her lust is ready to kill. She is there. She has lust in her
1: eyes, as it were. But Chris, before she can kill Hawkeye... Oh, we have she... one of the best moments in the show so far. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and that's when Colonel Mustang shows up with a... He's carterized his wounds. Uh, he's carved
0: he... a transmutation circle into his hand because lust, lust had ripped up his gloves. Yeah. And... Yep. And he's got Hawkeye. He's got Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Havoc's lighter in his hand. And Cody, he fucking, whew, I, I love this moment so much. Like he just bla like just napalm's this bitch repeatedly. Um, I did forget to mention Cody. We did see when he blasted Lust away the first time that her core is a philosopher's stone.
1: Yeah, right. Which between, is important. Right between the tatas. Of course, <laughs> I love him so much. Um, but yeah, and then of course Al Al throws up a wall to protect Hawkeye and himself from getting burnt up to a crisp because incinerated, Chris, because the last about five minutes of this episode is Mustang just porching this broad,
0: dude, and she is like screaming, and he's like, because like he's not killing her, and he was like, I will fucking do this as many times as I have to, and he, I mean, like over. And over again, and I love the way it's animated because it gets worse and worse and worse every time. And we get that great scene where like Lust is trying to extend her finger, like, you know, to stab through Mustang and it stops like right at his face. And he's just fucking torches her one last time. And then she's just like, oh, well, you killed me. You killed me. Yeah. And then she just kind of fades away. And she's like, well, I look forward to the day. Where uh, I don't know, where like you'll relish in the or you'll something in the death of yourself and your friends or something like that, and just what a great fucking scene, dude. This is this is one of the best moments of the entire show so far. Just I I loved Mustang. Mustang doesn't realize how much revenge he actually got right there.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, he. It's probably like. With the exception of episode twenty six, I think it might be my favorite, my favorite part of the whole show. Honestly, um,
0: dude, because like, it, and just the way the subsequent, like, the repeated burning of lust, like, just the way it's animated, just how it gets, it just looks painful, looks more painful with every time he fucking torches her. It's just ugh, like I would recommend if even if you don't want to watch Full Metal, just like look up that clip on YouTube, dude. It's just fucking, ugh, just such a great moment in anime.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, at that point, like on, I remember on my first watch, like even like uh-huh. the original, like you're always wondering, like how are they gonna kill these like unkillable beings, and it's like okay, that's
0: that's one oh, way to do it. I guess that'll do it. Yeah, it turns out Mustang has a very good weapon against the uh, homunculus. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we she, do have one... No, go ahead. Go ahead, Yeah,
1: yeah so she dies, and then, Chris, I, I think you were about to say, we have one, uh, one fatality in so We have a sad moment crew. here.
0: Yeah. We do, because Barry is still alive. Even though he was chopped up, his blood seal was still intact. But Cody, his body, which we thought was dead, goes over to it and starts scratching it. Basically, killing, you know, extinguishing the soul that was in the armor, and also killing the body. So, Barry, you know, fucking pour one out for Barry the Chopper right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Just unfortunate, but you know he 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 helped quite a bit. Um, yeah. Without Barry, a lot of you know this plan wouldn't have happened. So. <laughs>
0: No, absolutely. Barry was pretty integral, so uh, you know, let let let's bury him and promote him to brigadier general <laughs> as well. Exactly,
1: I agree, Chris. Um, That's right, General Barry. I'm here for it. And then, but uh, yeah. Meanwhile, back this episode ends. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in Risenbul, uh mm-hmm. Ed heads back towards like the Rockbell residence, um, and comes. He runs into a familiar face, Chris. Who he's going to be even more familiar here soon. Uh, it's his father. It's von hohenheim was a name we've heard yeah and a face we've seen yeah he must have forgot his wallet
0: when he went to go get cigarettes because uh
1: why the fuck are you here old man yeah and he is at the mother of or at the grave of ed's mom trish um yep Mm -mm -mm. yeah Uh, so you know kind of just going right into the next episode um they argue a little bit back and forth because ed has a lot of resentment towards his father and you know as he fucking should yeah you know, he abandoned the family. Um, you weren't there. Daddy wasn't there to take
0: me to the fair to change my underwear. <laughs> Daddy wasn't there.
1: Yeah, and then back at the Rockbell residence, he hears uh, him and Panaco or Granny talking, and they were old homies. They were they were good homies back in the day. They were drinking pals, Chris. They were they were. That's they were, right. That's the me and you of this. Uh, this this. Not anime. damn right. <laughs> God damn right! Uh, I hope
0: I age as well as Pinaco. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, he's basically questioning her, like whether or not what they transmuted on that day was their mother.
0: Yeah, this this episode is pretty heavy. Like it kind of starts and seems kind of fillery, even though like seeing Hohenheim is kind of critical to the story. The, the episode feels kind of fillery until we get to like this moment.
1: Yeah, and he's 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 asking about that. Um, the next day, he ends up leaving. Um, but and he warns Panaco, he's like, "You need to get out of this country because there's some terrible things that's going to happen in a mester." Um, and so Ed, obviously overhearing that conversation that took place the night before, uh, him and Panaco head over to uh, their old house. And
0: they... oh, by the way, I do love when Ed and, uh, when Ed and his dad meet. Dad's like. What gives you the right to burn down my house? By the way, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, well, uh, what gives you the right to even show up here? <laughs> right? Who the fuck are you, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They head back to the house to dig up this male transmutation corpse of their what they think was their mother. Oh man! Because
0: it's all about the hair color. Like, the hair color is what kind of triggers this whole thing. And this yeah. this kind of fucks with Ed, this whole thing.
1: Yeah, and it turns out that the hair color on the the dead corpse is black when their mother had, like, I think, like, sandy brown hair or something. Um, yeah. And so, you know, he's like, okay, so we didn't transmute our mom, and then he calls Azumi teacher. Oh, um, boy. And it turns out that same thing with them. Uh, what, whatever she transmuted was not her child. Um
0: but she abruptly hangs up the phone. I don't think she was, I don't think she wanted to hear that from old Edward's ass.
1: Yeah, um, she knows he's up to something. Um, yeah. Or I guess he calls and asks her about it, and then she calls back later on in the episode and tells her that it wasn't hers. Um, yeah. But, you know, Ed heads back to Central, uh, gets, gets the game back together, him, Alphonse, and Winry. Um, kind of just bringing, everybody getting brought up to speed on, you know, what's been going on. Yeah, this this
0: episode was kind of heavy on the back half, because it was like, fuck, like, y'all, like, y'all lost everything for, like, nothing.
1: Yeah, and I, but I think there is still, some like, a silver lining here, uh, at least for Ed, wow. Al, and Izumi, because they get, like, a sense of relief that they hadn't killed their loved ones a second time, which Al, also fair Al, Ed and Al were kind of blaming themselves, because, like... Mm-hmm. they thought they had brought their mom back and then she like suffered and then died again and Azumi kind of felt mm-hmm. the same way about her child so yep. there is there is some like some good out of all this sadness I guess um,
0: yep and then we get the affirmation where it's like alright well we're going to double down and we're going to get your body back
1: yep Yep. and uh yeah, that's pretty much the, the whole episode there um and then, you know, kind of going into the next episode, Ed, you know, he kind of starts putting some things together that maybe he's been, the reason he hasn't been growing, and like, you know, all jokes aside here, is that maybe he's been providing the nutrients for Alphonse's body also.
0: And this is a great comedic moment, too, because Ed, Ed is the one who actually likes admit, admits it. He's like, I don't know, maybe it's the reason I'm so... Oh my god! <laughs>
1: It's a great moment. Um, So, you know, he needs to drink his milk. Um, That's right. But then back on the investigation (laughs) side, uh, Mustang is heavily suspect that that the Fuhrer is involved with the homunculi. Um, Mm -hmm. We get the the sad uh, realization from Our boy Gene Havoc drops a bomb on us, Chris.
0: Oh, my God. This hurts, dude. because he's laying there in the bed next to him. Because, like, Mustang is first, like, joking, like, oh, why don't I have my own room? I should have my own room. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I know he's he's more than thrilled to be in there with Gene.
1: Yeah, and they're, like, you know, they're recovering, but they're ready to kind of get Mm -hmm. the ball rolling on their next part of their plan. And... Gene tells him that he can't feel the lower half. of his, He can't feel his legs, Oh, Chris.
0: my God, dude. Like, what a fucking bombshell. You dropped a bomb on me, baby.
1: Oh, And so, you know, they're like, what about AutoMail? You know, they kind of ponder some different things. Um, and we'll get back to that here in a minute. But, you know, it sucks for our boy Gene. He's a ladies' man. Um, True. And, you know, low, no lower half isn't going to help you with the... Uh,
0: oh, it is not. The gals, the unfortunately. <laughs> Poor fella. Poor fella, oh, you hate to see it. Um, meanwhile,
1: though, Scar—he—he's back in Central. He's killing more state alchemists, um, back to his old ways. And so, Ed and now, kind of come up with a plan because it seems like the monkey-like won't kill them. So they're like, well, if we if we confront Scar, and they see that he's about to kill us or something, they're gonna come out and. You know, yeah. fight him and you know, they use this as a plan to draw out the the homunculi, um, which obviously is a very mm-hmm. dangerous plan, but you know, they go through with it. Um, Ling and Lan Fan agree to help. Um obviously Ling's interested in like this immortality, they have Philosopher's Stones, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um they they start that plan. Meanwhile Mustang sends Breda off to uh look for Doctor Marco to try and figure out a way to get Havix's to fix having yeah. uh paralyzation, um, which is
0: great in Tusa so, because we we know what's up with Marco, those guys do not know what is uh what has you know become of Dr. Marco
1: yet. And it's only yeah, he goes to Marco's house, which we had last seen Marco there where we saw Lust walked in, um, and yep. he has been kidnapped. Um,
0: yes, thank god, we because we 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 kind of assumed at this point, at least for the moment, I mean, obviously, not. In real time, I know initial watches we were like, oh, he's just dead. They just, they just, they just gave him the, the, the lack of respect and um, gave him an off-screen death. Yeah, But
1: well, that wasn't the case. Turns out he has been kidnapped. Um, but back in Central, Ed is, you know, he, he's showing off in the streets. He's helping out with, like, little, like, just menial tasks throughout the city, getting praised by the citizens, and he's doing this all just to lure out Scar, which ends up working. Um, oh, yeah. And you know, fighting ensues uh pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And while while they're all fighting, um Mustang and Hawkeye, I think they go back to I can't remember if it's Fallman's house or Breda's house, it's one of his men's house. And they just start reporting false information regarding Scar's whereabouts, um, basically just to throw the the military off oh, of their yeah. trail. I'm like Hawking oh, or Mustang's like on the Scars better he's been sick the ceiling. He's been like he's just
0: holding his nose, like doing all kinds of shit. Yeah, they're in like some kind of like little guard tower or somebody's home. I, th- I think it might be I think it might be Fallman's. I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's either Fallman or Breda's. It's one of those guys. Um they're just doing that to confuse the military. Um
0: Yeah, and Fuhrer Bradley kinda of sees through that really quickly and he's like, well you know, this the, we're, we're, we're going to deal with this little shit now.
1: Yeah, he, know, he knows they're just fucking around. Um, yeah. But then, you know, Scar attacking them causes Gluttony to appear. Um, but Lan Fon starts fighting with him, or Ling and Lan Phan, Uh And then, mm-hmm. they, Chris, they are not ready for Fury King Bradley to show up. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh boy. What, he, a, what a
0: great series of fights here.
1: Once again, he just starts beating ass. Um, Ling Ling's cuts kinda... off old girl's arm.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, no, she. He, he, he damn it, he, he, beats her ass pretty badly.
1: Yeah, and then when Ling tries to escape with her, uh, I think she, I guess she. Cuts they her cut arm
0: her arm off to throw them off the trail because Gluttony can sniff them sniff them out. Yeah. And once Gluttony finds them, they they realize very quickly that they are no fucking match for Bradley. Um, cause he just, he just, just again, like we've said, man, he is just an unbelievable ass beater. Yeah.
1: And so they get away barely. Um, meanwhile, because re- they, they
0: cut her arm and like strap it to a dog to throw them off the trail. Um, but I want to say they go, they hide, they hide into the sewers. Yep.
1: Yep. And then, uh, meanwhile, you got the Elric brothers are fighting Scar and Ed starts to Kind of question Scar about the deaths of the Rockbells. Um, little does uh-huh. he know that Winry has kind of been following them, and so she uh, yeah. she overhears and then aims a gun at Scar and. But
0: uh, that, that doesn't happen here quite yet. That's the next time they uh. Because I want to say because um, or does that happen here? Yeah. Yeah. No, it does happen here. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you are right. absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and Scar Scar is honestly like. He's okay with her wanting to get revenge, because that's kind of what he's doing. Um, but we start to get um, a flashback on, you know, what, the past of him and his brother. Um, we learn about mm-hmm. uh, during this Fallen War, he was looking for his brother, and his brother was basically putting together, like, some of his, his notes into a book, which he gave mm-hmm. to his brother. Uh, we see Gimbley, who we know is this prisoner that's still being held at Central. Yeah,
0: Josh uh, Gimbley. Oh, Geoff, it's it's... He's Joff in one version, and he's 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 Cough in the other one. Cough Kimberly and Joff Kimberly I don't know. It's same guy. It's Kimberly
1: Yeah, soft Joff, Rolf, We don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's Kimberly That's the that's the that's right. The one the one guarantee. Um, but we see that he was the one that attacked them, and basically like yeah, really scars whole entire family. Um, and we see that. You know, when Scar comes to after being attacked, it, well, first off, we see his brother like saying, "You can't die, you can't die." Um, Scar's mm-hmm. arm is clearly missing, uh, and it turns out he basically, I guess, sacrificed himself to, and transferred his arm to Scar. I mean, it sounds sounds
0: about right. So it kind of happens off screen, where we're just kind of left to speculate.
1: Yeah, but he wakes up and he has his brother's arm. He's freaking out. Mm-hmm goes berserk, kills Winry's parents who are the doctors taking care of him, and then, you know, kind of goes off on the path that he's on now. Um, That's true. And, and then, uh, you know, Ed kind of steps in between Winry and Scar, to, tells him not to shoot him. Um, Scar gets reminded of when his brother stood in front of him. Um. Yep. And I want to say Scar kind of just, like, runs off with Alphonse chasing him. Um
0: yeah, cause Ed stays behind to um Ed stays behind to um pretty much comfort Winry, because I, I I don't remember if they well, I'm trying to think here. Um, that's right, yeah. Al, um because gluttony shows up a little bit later while him and Al are fighting, okay? Yeah, yeah, star runs off. Al chases him. Ed stays behind to comfort Winry. And there's some really great lines here where, He's like, you know, or Ed's telling uh, Winry, like, hey, you know, your, hand, your hands aren't made for, you know, for killing people, um, you know, because they think about, like, all the people she's helped and things like that. So, like, it, it's, it's just a really great heartfelt moment between these two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually Ed does rejoin Al, uh, who catches up with Scar, but then that's when Gluttony shows up and Scar has managed to escape. Uh, Ling, <laughs> Ling joins in. Uh, and with the help of uh, Ed, he is able to capture Gluttony. Uh, he like mm-hmm. he like throw a grenade down his like. <laughs> it basically mm-hmm. forces him to eat a grenade, and then binds him up with these like steel cables. Oh man! And uh, they they've captured Gluttony, and they've gotten away from Pure King Bradley. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks to Lonfon <laughs> sacrificing an arm.
0: Yeah, and we also get a moment here because Scar was also while Scar was fighting the boys. Or, um, you know, before they all kind of escape, uh, what's-her-name shows up. Uh, what's-her-name? Shin? Shing? Uh, Mei-Ching. Yeah, she um she comes in and, like, does her Alka history. Like, you know, throws the eyes oh, yeah. at yeah, the brain, yeah. throws them on the ground. Because uh, Hawkeye shows up in her, la- you know, hair-down lab coat. She's like the reverse Clark Kent. When her <laughs> hair's down and she has glasses on, you don't know. It's Hawkeye. And uh, she rolls up. And has Glutton, you know, Lynn, who has gluttony all fucking bound up like a ball of yarn. They get into the back, they drive off before the military shows up because they, you know, they realize quickly that it's Hawkeye and they're like, well, we can't have the military find out who that
1: is. Yep. Yeah, I forgot she showed up and kind of, she basically got Scar out of there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But uh, uh, what's unfortunate is, while they're fleeing from that area, fucking Fuhrer, Bradley sees her driving off and immediately realizes who it is.
1: Yeah, he's like, "That's one of Mustangs." Is yep, right? and
0: that's when his now he's putting his plan into motion. Yep. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, that's all right. But the last moment we have here with Wayne Cody is she actually gets a call from her her boss down uh, down in uh, Rush Valley. And he's like, Winry, I need you back. Your your customers want need you here. Like they they don't want me. And like she hears people like call, you know, just chant for her. and some kids like, Winry, come back. Your work is the best. You're way better than Mr. What's his nuts? And um, she kind of has this moment where she's like, Man, I, you know, I really do have an impact on people. I, I am helping people. And we we do get this great moment at the train where this is where Al's, or Ed's like, you know, I, you know I'm i never going to, next time I make you cry, it's going to be tears of joy. And uh, we have this one moment while Winry's on the train that she, uh, she thinks, is she falling for him? Is she, you know, she's starting to get some, uh, she's starting to catch some feelings for
1: our old boy, Edward? She's catching feels for a short guy, Chris. That's
0: right. She's, man, Ed <laughs> is the hero for short guys everywhere. Exactly,
1: and I, I think love it. Winry kind of needed that encouragement from the citizens of Rush Valley. It really, like, kind of brought her spirits up. Absolutely, she's been she's been going through it. Um, meanwhile, absolutely. Meanwhile, Ed and now they regain or they get back, regroup with yeah. the others at this hideout. Um,
0: yep. Which it's Mustang, Hawkeye, um, the coroner, the one who also helped Mustang by confirming and identifying that the body that was scorched earlier. Was in fact Maria Ross. So we we've got a we got another good guy here.
1: Yeah, Doctor Knox. Um, yes. And then, so he he's he's treating Lonfon's wound. Meanwhile, Ling, Edward, Alphonse, and Mustang are they have a chat. They find out he basically reveals to them that King Bradley is a homunculus. Um, yep. And they're talking all oh, the front boy. of Gluttony and like kind of just trying to figure out what they're gonna do next. They're kind of having like a. Just a little argument amongst themselves. Um, but Gluttony catches on that that's Mustang, and obviously Gluttony oh, and, boy. Gluttony and Lust. They, I mean, they were the best of friends, and so Chris, he transforms. Gluttony reaches, he
0: reaches a state of Hulkamania very quickly. Cody,
1: yeah, he turns into this giant monster thing. I don't even. Yeah, know. like his whole body just like opens up,
0: like from his lower jaw down to like his fucking gut it just opens up and it's like a mouth with teeth and a giant eyeball like holy shit and because he he is and like whatever like he he does this thing and like just shoots this stuff out and like it eats whatever it comes in contact with they are in deep shit cody that's really all i can say
1: yeah if you've ever seen spongebob he is an alaskan bowl worm and uh oh boy he has eaten everything in (laughs) sight um Oh, Man yeah. Blows, like, basically eats the entire hideout house that they're in. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: and he, he chases them off into the woods. But this also, we find out here, while this is going on, we get, we see our boy, and we're going into the next episode, we see our boy Marco, uh, who is being treated to a nice steak dinner by Envy, even though Marco is completely, you know, utterly detained. Um, and I guess Marco is not eating, and, and Envy kind of lays down the law to him, like, look, you help us kill Amestria, and we'll spare your little village, or we're just going to kill your village. And, of course, I guess he has these deep ties to the village. So he's putting Marco, Cody, in the, uh, you know, the, it's his Kobayashi Maru. It's an unwinnable scenario that he finds himself in.
1: Yeah, so poor Marco, uh, getting held captive by yeah. the homunculus. Um, yeah. Then back at the hideout, Chris, gluttony. Oh, It's just fucking laying waste. Um, I love when fucking Mustang tries to scorch him and he just
0: eats his flames. And then they just fucking all just haul ass out into the woods. And Ed and Al are like, fuck you, they only want you, and he only wants you, not us. So they all just kind of split off. It was pretty funny that they were giving it back to Mustang. I love it. I fucking love this episode.
1: Yeah, but eventually Mustang, Dr. Knox, Hawkeye... Uh, in Lanfon, yeah. they escape, um, and Ed, Al, and Ling stay behind to fight. Um, and then, I mean, Chris, this is interrupted by this this strange dog that tells Gluttony to stop, um, and it turns yeah. out we recognize the dog. It's, it's Envy. He, he reveals himself. Yeah. And so now, Ed and Al start fighting Gluttony. Ling's fighting Envy. Well,
0: because it's funny, right? He tells Gluttony, it's like, you can't eat them. If you eat them, father's gonna be pissed, so he stops. And like, but then he looks at Ling and he's like, oh, you can eat him. And he just starts chasing after Ling. And it was so great. And which is great because Ed and Al are like, well, fuck, if they can't kill us, let's just, let's just beat that ass. Right. Let's just bust their ass up. Yep. And, um, they start fighting. And it was just a great fight. But while that's going on, Cody, uh, Hawkeye and Mustang kind of start getting back to, you know, they try to get back into the swing of things, um, back at central, um, um, Mustang goes in, I guess, to speak with one of the senior officers, which he knows about from uh, from his old commanding officer in the east um so they 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 start talking about chess and how the the main officer the general here is a real nice guy, like really cares about his people um so he has mustang and he he kind of makes the joke that uh you know, you know there's all kinds of things you know all you kind of hear a lot coming from the townsfolk that uh you know that scars attacking again there's something happening in the east and that the Fuhrer is a homunculus like just kind of like huh, you know i'm gonna throw that in there and well cody he walks into the um you know as he tells that joke he's like well come on in with me into the the conference you know, like the the senior staff meeting and he looks at mustang and says hey why don't you tell them that joke you just told me and mustang's like what are you talking about uh, you know the joke you just made about the Führer being a homunculus, and you realize real quick that this guy's on the fucking take too, and Cody the Führer is in there too. So we think my I was worried for my boy Roy here, you know, at first.
1: Yeah, it's, it's he is in a rough spot. Um, and speaking of which, Chris, you know, back at, back at this hideout, uh, Gluttony, in the middle of all this fighting, uh, he accidentally swallows up Ed, Ling, and Envy yeah um, oh boy he was just him and alphonse behind and al obviously is losing his marbles he's freaking out over his brother um
0: yep and he Al loses it he swallows one of al's hands too by the way
1: yep but then you know yeah. episode 25 opens up chris and you know our boys are still alive ed's still alive he is inside of gluttony um you see, I mean, it's like pools of blood and like everything that he's eaten, is like parts <laughs> of the house. You see Father
0: Cornello's fucking corpse, which I thought
1: was really cool. You said Father Cornello's corpse?
0: Yeah. Oh, I must have
1: just missed, I must have just like yeah. You see like,
0: him. you see like, you see like his shirt, like his, his, his priest outfit, like a scarf, and like his, his skeleton just laying there.
1: Dang, I missed that. I'll have to go back and check that out. I, I must have just yeah. never even noticed that. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, Ed runs into Ling, and they're, you know, they're walking around in Gluttony's stomach. There's the fire from Roy Mustang, so they can make torches out of it. Um, and they, they eventually come across uh, Envy, who is also there, and he kind of, they're like, how do we get out of here? And he's like, you, you don't. Uh, you don't. You just don't. Um Basically uh, so we get th-
0: we get some big reveals here, Cody.
1: Yeah, he explains that Gluttony was a failed attempt by their father uh, to recreate the Gate of Truth, mm-hmm. and so it's just like an endless void. And um, not only does he reveal that, Chris, he also reveals uh, that he was the one that started the fallen civil war. He, you know, he was dressed up as the soldier, or you know, he used his ability. But
0: by the way, this sold this soldier. The one that um, Envy was impersonating was a soldier who was very much against the Ishvalan War, like a soldier who was very, very vocal about the Ishvalan occupation, which made it even worse that this poor person got court-martialed and framed by Envy for firing the first shot. So like, it's, it's like a double fuck off
1: Yeah, Envy and them are just, just bad people. Um... Yeah. Ed obviously gets pissed off and attacks. Like, he he blames Envy for everything. Um, And then Envy. All
0: this does is piss Envy off. (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: We find out what
0: Envy is all about.
1: Yeah. Envy transforms into this giant beast. um, Which, you know, Ed kind of puts two and two together of what this thing is. He's like a giant, I don't even know what to call him. He's like a giant chimera, but there's all these, like, human, like, heads, like. Screaming out and like saying to kill, like kill me please, like all this stuff, and Ed kind of puts yeah, what is
0: fucking with Ed?
1: Yeah, because he sees in Gluttony's stomach also the rest of that broken up transmutation mural thing that was in Xerxes, and it turns uh-huh. out that like that's what envy is. Envy is was his Philosopher's stone was made from all the people in Xerxes, which I think is just yep just wild fucking wild and, that, yeah. and that's kind of going into the next episode that reveal um but it's all during the same <laughs> Which, fight um
0: absolutely and while that's going on cody Fuhrer is uh, he's he's got he's talking to mustang in his office we get a little bit of backstory on king bradley as well that he was a human who was actually you know he doesn't deny being a homunculus he you know talks about talks about his backstory how he was being groomed to be the fuhrer um by going to like this special school with other candidates um which was also uh the the doctors and the people there who were enhancing them uh, fa- uh father was there and basically they injected um after like after trying other candidates that were failed they and they and they they inject uh Fuhrer Bradley with like a philosopher's stone or the, the same liquid that's made of, I guess it is a philosopher's stone technically, um, and it doesn't kill him. It actually, you know, it gives him the eye, and basically from that point on, that's when he becomes the Fuhrer.
1: Yep, yeah, he reveals all that to the Colonel Mustang, because Mustang obviously <laughs> isn't... In- he is in deep shit. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, and what, and what, what's great here, you know, Fuhrer plays it really cool, calm, and collected. What he does, just to kind of, he, he doesn't try to kill Mustang, but he gets him right where it hurts, Cody. He basically reassigns his whole crew. Um, like, Breda's going to the east, Fallman's uh, going to the north, um, Fury's going to the west, west command, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye has been given orders to stay in Central, but as the personal assistant to the Fuhrer. And that's like a fucking death sentence.
1: Yeah. So he, he hits him right where it hurts. Um mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much he can do about it, unfortunately. Uh at least not yet. Um yeah. meanwhile, back at during the fight, um, Ed kind of Ed gets swallowed up by Envy. Um, and Ed basically, you know, he, remember, he he thinks of a way to get them out of this... out of gluttony stomach. Um, and so he's like, Hey, Envy, spit me out. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Because he, he actually, when he was swallowed by Envy, he spots the Philosopher's Stone, and he's like, wait a minute. I think mm-hmm. there's a way we can get out of this. Um, and basically... I, I don't know the the actual science about about this, but he plans on using the souls that are inside of the stone that is the one to that... basically
0: deconstruct themselves and reconstruct themselves in it back to where they need to be. And if it works, everything will be fine. If it doesn't work, it'll just kill Ed yeah. because of the rebound. It'll just rebound back to him. Got so it. it's basically a. If we if it works, we're all saved. If it doesn't work, I'm the only one who gets hurt. But y'all are stuck here or stuck wherever.
1: Yeah, and so he opens the gate. You know, the big eye opens very similar to like when they were trying to mm-hmm. uh, transmute their mother. Um, Which
0: we should also mention, Cody, during this, uh, you know, Alphonse is losing his mind. But he's, he's left out there in the real world with a certain somebody. It's literally just him and gluttony. And this is where he you know Al starts finding out like you know, like gluttony's like worried is like you know, his dad, dad's gonna be mad, father's gonna be mad, father, father's gonna punish me for what happened here. And um basically they start he, he, you know, I wanna say, um, I forget what like Gluttony basically is ha- like, well, come with me, let's go see father. I forget what for for what particular reason um they want to. I forget what particular reason gluttony has them go or why Al wants to follow Gluttony there. But they basically travel down under, beneath, you know, the the streets of Central. And while they're there, Scar and um, May see them in the alleyway. Because what we also forgot to mention, Cody, is May's little panda friend has been with Alphonse since, the, since they captured Gluttony. So she's worried, sick, sick about her panda. This is where we find out that it is a normal panda that just had a disease when it was young. And she sees, uh, she realizes um, after talking with um, after talking with somebody, I think it was Yoki, that Al's got the uh, got the panda. So Scar and May see that see Al with Gluttony in the alley, and Scar's like, "Well, why is he with him?" And May's like, "Well, there's my panda. Let's go after him." So they follow him down into the tunnels. So we we got two big things going on, but um. Before we get back to Ed, because the, the episode actually ends with Edward, but they go down into the uh, the sewers, Gluttony and Al, and basically there's like what they're what they're called the gatekeepers, and Gluttony is like, no, it's fine, they won't attack you as long as you're with me, but they all start to attack. Uh, you know, further back behind them is Scar and May, and they start attacking, but they just l- just fucking destroy these chimera's like. It's not even a fair fight. There's a lot of them, but they're just one shot in these motherfuckers left and
1: right. Yeah, they're no match. Uh-huh. No. Yeah, not. and we get, they come into this, what is this, the basement room called? Is that the third lab, or is that just?
0: I, I, it's like, uh, it's all this stuff extends under under Central, because they also realized in an earlier episode that there's like, there's a tunnel under central command that leads to the third laboratory. So maybe this all is under the third laboratory, but there's these these tunnels and labyrinths under the city that all kind of connect.
1: Yeah, uh, and this is basically where where the father, where father, quote-unquote, is. Um, yep. So they get there. Meanwhile, uh, like I said, Ed transmutes himself to like reconstruct himself on the other side, and... You know, he ends up Chris on at the gate of truth again. He's in this, this <sighs> all white room. There's a door. There's two doors now.
0: And yeah. Chris, he,
1: he glances over. And you know, we would oh. think we would see this the truth guy where he's just like the silhouette of a person. Um mm-hmm. but this is this is Al's body. This is Alphonse, like his real body. Oh there. man.
0: He's long, he's looking frail, like his body is definitely starting to to wither not not too bad he just looks incredibly malnourished i'm pretty sure if it heads right that he's kind of providing some nourishment that is what is what kept his body from decaying much like barry the chopper's body that was pretty like gross
1: yeah ed needs to drink his milk um he does he does,
0: but we get, like, a great moment here where, you know, he's trying to, like, you know, he wants Al to come with him, but Ed's like, all right, Ed what is trying to get Al to come with him, but Al's like, I can't. I can't travel without my soul. Like, you can't bring it back. And, like, the hands start grabbing Ed through the door, and, like, the door closed, but then it bursts back open, and he gives him the Hulkamania point. He's like, I'm coming back for you, Al, one day soon. And then the, the outro starts playing, and it was like, oh! What a great way i love this is actually my favorite outro in this uh, section that we're watching now because there were several episodes where the end just kind of bled into the outro which was like perfect like the tone of the outro with what was happening on the screen was like perfect
1: yeah this is this is my favorite moment i think probably in anime um period oh man when Ed punches back <laughs> through the door and you hear the yeah it like down, i'm down, coming down, back down, for down, you yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you heard, like, the outro music kick Let in. Let it all out. Well, because at that Let point, you did, uh, the first time I watched this, I was, I was on the verge of tears, Chris. I'm...
0: Oh, my God. You're, I, get, <laughs> I get goosebumps just talking about it, dude. Because you're like, yes, yes, you're, you're, you're fucking, you're, 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 your faith is, but you have seen your brother's body. He's there. He knows you're there. Oh, it, I'm getting chills just talking about it, dude. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, and, like, it hits you once you see Alphonse's body. It's like, damn, like... Yeah. Drink your milk, damn oh it. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> eat your vegetables. Say your, prayers. <laughs> Say your
0: prayers and eat your vitamins, brother.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
0: what a great point to stop at, too, right? Like, we after everything that happened, we definitely need, like, a let-me-up moment.
1: Yeah, and I think that actually is, like, the end of, quote-unquote, part two I like how part mm. one ended at like episode fourteen or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that is. Oh, a, man, that is the next. You know, thirteen episodes. Um, another fantastic section it's... of of Brotherhood. I mean, there is no bad parts of Brotherhood. It just it's, it's all great. Um,
0: no, and I, I love to see the plot moving forward. I love to see you know we're try we're finally starting to get some revenge for Hughes. You know, we we're, we're tying up some loose ends. Um, You know, new, more questions are being, uh, you know, presented, um, you know, that we'll get answers to. You know, we met some really great characters. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the characters from Jing. Um, so, like, I love that in each section, Cody, we're going to meet some more interesting characters. And I can't wait because I believe in the next section is where we're going to meet my second favorite character in the show, oh Olivia Armstrong, the fucking commander of Fort Brigg. Oh yeah,
1: I can't forget about yeah, I it. I, old. Uh, I Armstrong think it's episode sister.
0: thirty, dude. I think it's like episode thirty-two or thirty-three, where um I was because I want to say they traveled to Fort Briggs before that, but come into the second half of what we're gonna be watching, we're gonna meet our girl or my girl. Fucking Armstrong's sister. I love it. I fucking can't wait.
1: Yeah. So I, let me just make sure we have this math correct here. We have sixty, because we should be watching. Yeah. I think we're doing. Let me see. I Can't do math in my head right now because I, you know, I'm three seltzers in now, Chris. I'm. Oh baby. We're rounding the corner to, to buzz time. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm just I'm just I I'm drawing a brain for it. But we have 38 more episodes. Let's see. Mm-hmm. So we'll do. Looks like it'll be another 13. We'll do two more yep. 13s and then one more 12. Perfect. Um, but obviously, like I said at the top of this thing, uh, we are going to take a break. Obviously next week is Thanksgiving and Black Friday. and Absolutely. All, all, all the Friendsgivings and all those things. So we're going to take...
0: Celebrate and throw bows accordingly.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, and we're going to be watching the Netflix live action part one. I think it's just called Full Metal Alchemist live action yep. film um we're gonna watch the first one, which uh I don't think it gets quite up to where we're at. I think it stops a little bit before where we get where we're at um mm-hmm. obviously, I haven't seen it yet, but you know we're looking forward to it we it, we're sure yeah. it's just gonna be something to laugh at and but you know mm-hmm. live actions are always kind of fun like you you always go in expecting the absolute worst thing, and every once in a while you get surprised by some good stuff
0: um yeah. They'll give us something to jaw over while, you know, and something to laugh about with your friends while you're having, you know, Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving, whatever it is you celebrate. Yeah, Sam and I, my wife, were doing Steaksgiving.
1: Hey, nothing wrong with that, Chris. Uh, Yeah, I heard a lot of people... There's a lot of people that were... I I heard some people, I was actually watching a stream earlier, and they were kind of hating on Thanksgiving, like, the meal, and I was like, I guess it really isn't all that, you know, all that great. Like, like Thanksgiving isn't my favorite meal. I would rather have Steaks Giving if I, you know.
0: So oh yeah, well and that's the thing. Like my wife and I said, we're not traveling. We've all, all we've done is travel for like the last few weeks. So like, you know, if if our local friends are like, hey, we're doing a Friends Giving, you want to come? We'll go. If not, don't. Not even worried about it. But we're doing we're doing Steaks Giving. Just me and her, <laughs> and oh, we're boy. gonna watch. We're gonna hang ourselves have a have a steak dinner, hang ourselves in the toilet, and it's gonna be a great time. <laughs>
1: Love that, yeah. Uh, I got a couple, I got a Friendsgiving, I got Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I got all a million givings to go to.
0: Uh, oh, but best believe we're going to have our mac and cheese and we're going to have our uh, our fucking green bean casserole. Best believe. <laughs> green
1: bean casserole? That's what I make, Chris. That's If there's a dish I'm showing up with, I'm showing up with that.
0: So, Dude, it's, I, she, I, had to t- I had to tell Sam, I was like, babe, you better hide those fried onions, the little French fried onions, because I'll just eat them right out of the fucking can and I'll eat them
1: all. Oh, Chris, I'm the same way. I buy I, when I when I get the green bean stuff, I usually like triple the amount of onions. Oh, absolutely! And usually absolutely. one of those is just for me.
0: <laughs> I'm just oh, you got to have onions. the devil's share. You know, you sprinkle a bunch on, you eat a bunch, you sprinkle a bunch on, you eat two bunches. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, well, hopefully everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holiday. Absolutely. I uh, get out there and throw bows with with some grandmas on Black Friday. I gotta look at the ads. That's Aspires. right, go get I'm, your
0: PS5s. Yeah, go get your PS5s, your Xboxes,
1: or whatever the fuck they're called. So I'm just gonna buy a bunch of games that I don't have time to play. Uh, Perfect, great. they'll sit there on your shelf in the shrink wrap. Uh, dude, I'm looking at, like, three <clears throat> games right now in the shrink wrap right now from last Black Friday. <laughs> like, this, this copy so of, of NHL 22, just <laughs> oh, baby. still sealed. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, still sealed, you know? Wow. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but, you know, Hey, only twenty
0: four hours in a day.
1: That's right, that's right. And we're I I watched a a couple hours of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood today, so we did not waste the spare time we had. So um No, not at all. Not at all. That's all I got for this episode, Chris. I'm excited to check out this live action film.
0: Um I am too, man. I am too. Like I've been really like in a full metal mood. Like I've actually been looking and I want to pick up the board game that Square Enix has. Oh Um, dude, I eyeballed
1: it like Every time I'm in Omaha, and uh-huh. you know, side note, you know the the shop I'm talking about, Legendary. World, oh yeah, I always dot eyeball. Com, that, dot what? Yeah, exactly. I always eyeball that game, and I'm like, but I, I, my my friends here, like they I, they they wouldn't get into that. I don't think. Um, like if we can get that for like the next time me, you, Irving, and Berkeley go on like a wrestling trip, oh thanks. dude,
0: we'll definitely play. we'll like, fucking that, because it's a
1: cooperative game. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect. Um, Yeah,
0: I may I may buy it just for that. So when we plan our next wrestling trip, we can just have it to jam.
1: Love that, love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely in the in the full metal mood uh, for this holiday season.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it it keeps making me wish I still had my cards from the trading card game because I had a lot of them. Oh, that game was so good. The game was so good.
1: I think I still have one of the PlayStation Two games somewhere around here. Mm Um, yeah, I, w- I want to
0: dig out the old DS beat-em-up that was based on the the, the original show. Mm-hmm. I, mean, they're all, I mean, all the games are based on the the original show, not the... Uh... Yeah, I had the first Full Metal Alchemist PlayStation 2 game. I forget what it was called. I think it was just Full Metal Alchemist. Or like the broken... Curse of the Broken Wings or something like that?
1: There's Curse of the Crimson Elixir. There's... Okay, that was way off. There's, there's something Al- about wings. Alchemist and the Broken Angel is what it is.
0: Oh, Okay, there's Angel Wings, whatever all the same
1: Yeah, uh curse of the Crimson Elixir is uh the second one.
0: Um uh, but Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I had the first one. Yeah.
1: Just some looking at, at these graphics, how times have changed. Oh boy. <laughs> all right, but that's enough of us rambling guys. We are in a full metal mood. Um Right. Yeah, that's gonna do it for this week, guys. I am Cody Snodgrass.
0: And I am Chris Adams, and as always, thanks for stopping by and have a happy Thanksgiving.